The Dallas Stars got beat at their own game on Tuesday night in Los Angeles, losing 3-2 to to the Kings. And on today's episode, we'll talk about what went wrong for this team, especially in the third period, just not looking like themselves, the Dallas Stars. We'll talk a little bit about some of the good, the top line, Miro Haskinen up to their old tricks. And then to close out today's episode, we'll look ahead to tonight's matchup. The Stars closing out this quick two-game road trip against the lowly Anaheim Ducks, but still an important game nonetheless. We'll talk about all of that on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Wednesday, January 4th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by and for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. If you're new here, be sure to hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. You can also find us on social media at Locked on Stars, Instagram and Twitter, free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen or follow. Thank you guys for the continued support throughout this hockey season. And every hockey season has its ebbs and flows. The Stars had some really good vibes around them over the past week or so. Four game win streak. Joe Pavelski resigns. It seems like Denis Gurionov is close to returning. He's on the road with the team traveling, but getting reacclimated uh, and getting prepared to be back up to game speed per coach Pete DeBoer. So things looking up, and then the Stars find themselves in Los Angeles on Tuesday night for game one of a back-to-back against the pesky LA Kings. And this was a, a an intense game. It had a little bit of a playoff feel to it, especially through the first two periods, some physicality, uh, some big hits being exchanged, and just some words being exchanged between some of the veterans on the team, mainly Jamie Benn and defenseman for the Kings, Drew Doughty. But ultimately, this game came down to the third period. It was tied at two going into the final frame, and this is where the Stars really lost this game. And it's all due to the fact that they got a little bit of a taste of their own medicine. The Kings beat the Stars at their own game in really all areas of the ice. The Kings won in the faceoff dot 57% to 43%. They won on special teams. The Stars go 0 for 3 on the power play, while the Kings go 1 for 3, and their power play goal ended up being the game winner. And if you look overall at shots in the third period, according to Natural Stat Trick, Corsi 4 in the third period, Corsi being any sort of shot, shots on net, shots that go wide, shots that get blocked, any type of shot. was This was a stat that was to the advantage of the Kings, 19-6. to 19-6. to six. The Stars just could not get any sort of rhythm or momentum established in the third period, whether it was 5-on-5 five five or the power play. And you got to give credit to the Kings on defense. The defense hasn't always been super strong for them this season. The goaltending certainly hasn't been 
fantastic for them, although Phoenix Copley had an, a pretty nice game on Tuesday and has had a pretty good stretch for this Kings team as of late, but the Stars still found ways to beat him on occasion. I don't think he or Jake Ottinger necessarily dominated this game, but a good performance all around from both of them. We'll talk about Otter in a little bit, but the Stars just unable to establish themselves in the offensive zone, which they're not really a team that's known for those long offensive zone possessions, but you know, normally if they're able to get set and they're able to get the cycles going, they're able to generate some good looks and get some shots. And eventually, if they do that enough times, they eventually start to see those pucks go into the net, but just unable to establish any sort of offensive zone presence in the third period. The expected goals for in the third were also in favor of the Kings, 0.23 for the Stars and 0.92 expected goals for for Los Angeles. I mean, just pure dominance from the Kings in that third period outside of everything but the scoreboard. Uh, I mean, the score was still only three to two. I don't think that this is a, a matter of effort or care for the Stars. It certainly should not have been a matter of exhaustion. The Stars haven't played since Saturday. Of course, there was a little bit of travel involved, but plenty of time to, you know, travel to Los Angeles and get acclimated to the surroundings and the arena. And if anything, the Stars have been better on the road this season than they have been at home. And I just, you know, I think that they flat out just got beat in the final frame of this game. Again, I, I think that they 100% absolutely cared and tried and gave it their all in this game. 39 hits recorded. You see at the end the effort to keep the Kings from getting an empty net goal. Miro Haskinen especially was hustling and making some big plays there to give the Stars at least a glimmer of hope to try and get some sort of goal with Jake Ottinger out of the crease. And again, I mean, you talk about the playoff intensity and atmosphere, the first two periods especially, I think the Stars had that energy and had that effort, and maybe they started to fade a little bit as time went on, but I don't think it was you know, a huge lack of effort or anything that's to be concerned about. I think the Kings just knew what the Stars did well, and they were able to take those things away from them, and it ultimately resulted in a loss for the Stars, and a frustrating one at that, just because the third period has been some of the best periods for the Stars. We've seen some of the best moments for this team in the third periods of games throughout this season. They have an excellent goal differential. They were talking about it on the ESPN broadcast. I can't remember exactly what it was, uh, but I mean, outscoring their opponents by a country mile in the third period this season, and they just could not get anything established. They had their looks at the power play. The penalty kill for the Kings, we talked about it yesterday, nothing spectacular. It's in the bottom half of the NHL, yet they found a way to be disruptive, to break up passes, clog passing lanes, get bodies in front of the net. They were blocking shots, and of course, you got to give Phoenix Copley uh, some credit as well. And again, on the special team side, the Stars playing maybe a little bit too aggressive, and uh, of course, Ryan Suter does get beat, and people will be quick to point that out uh, and say that that entire sequence is all his fault, but all four Dallas Stars on that kill, I think we're playing a little too aggressive and a little too close to the blue line in neutral zone with how quick the Kings were moving there to generate that look, to generate that odd man rush. I think a little bit more could have been done by all four guys on the ice, although, again, the Kings were moving with quite a bit of speed, and there were just some really nice passes made. And sometimes when there's just good passes and good movement with the puck, there's not a ton you can do defensively. So sure, Suter maybe could have, or not maybe, he could have, positioned himself better, maybe done a little bit more on that play, but it's not 100% on him. The Kings just exploited the opportunity that they had before him. That ended up being the difference in the game. The Stars kept off the board yet again 
on the power play, despite some pretty good looks, especially earlier on in the game, that first unit getting some nice opportunities, but they had that one in the third period and really just could not get themselves set up. It comes back to bite them and just made for one of the most frustrating third periods we've seen from this team this season. Very uncharacteristic for them. Don't think it's going to be an issue too much moving forward. Again, this this Kings team is good. It's weird seeing a team as high in the standings as them with a negative goal differential, but they're a high-powered offensive team and a team that almost eliminated the Edmonton Oilers last season in the playoffs in round one. I expect them to be back in the playoffs this year, and I expect them to give trouble to anyone they run into, and maybe we'll get a King-Stars matchup somewhere in the postseason. I think that could be very exciting, and I think if you make this a seven-game series or at least a best-of-seven series, I think the Stars find a way to win. That's just me because we've seen these teams matched up earlier this season in Dallas where the Stars just absolutely dominated that game. It's it's an interesting season series, and we'll see at least one more matchup between these teams pretty soon. I think later this month or maybe even in February, the day at the moment is escaping me, but we haven't seen the last of the Los Angeles Kings, and the grudge match should be a good one. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the positives that we saw in last night's game. Joe Pavelski, Jason Robertson, Miro Haskinen, and Jake Ottinger all played incredibly well. More on those guys right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and NHL, they've got it all at betonline.net. You want to bet on the Stars and Ducks, you can do that. You want to bet on the NCAA National Championship, the TCU Horned Frogs. I know we have TCU Horned Frog fans listening to this very podcast. You want to lay some money down on that game. You think the Horned Frogs have a chance to upset the Georgia Bulldogs. You can do so at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. Thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, to hit that subscribe button or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you like the show and want to help us out, leave us a five-star rating or review on Spotify or Apple. Thank you guys again for the continued support. Now let's talk a little bit more about last night's loss. Not a great third period, certainly not the best we've seen from the Stars late in games this season, but there was still a lot to like from this game. For one, it's good to see that the Stars could stay somewhat competitive, at least on the scoreboard, in a game that felt like a postseason matchup but also we saw some of the stars best players bring their best the top line brought their a game as per usual it's what you expect with this trio night in and night out for them to generate those good quality scoring chances and more often than not finding ways to put the puck in the back of the net everyone on the top line recording at least one point Miro Haskinen also getting a point getting his sixth goal of the season a really nice play early on in the second period to give Dallas their first goal. First of all, the Stars got a really important key faceoff win from Rope Hints. I mean, we, we saw as the game continued to go on that faceoff wins were going to come at a premium for Dallas. And so you win those faceoffs and you get the puck 
on the tape of a guy like Haskinen, and he's likely going to make some sort of play. And normally, Miro is the kind of guy to pass or look for you know the, the opportunity to feed a teammate that maybe has a better look than he does, but he hesitates a little bit. He, he handles the puck, and then he fires it on net because he saw Joe Pavelski in his natural habitat in front of the net. And, and while Joe Pavelski certainly was there, he didn't get a piece of it, he didn't tip it in, but he was setting a screen on Phoenix Copley, and Miro Haskinen saw that happening and put the puck where it needed to go. He shot it kind of to the right side uh, while Joe Pavelski was moving that way and made it very difficult for the Los Angeles netminder to track that puck. Joe Pavelski always making plays in front of the net, even when he's not touching the puck or even when he's not getting the assist or picking up points, finding ways to make an impact, and that's the kind of player that he is and he would later find Jason Robertson on a beautiful pass from the corner. Good work from the Stars and Rope Hints to keep the puck in the zone, taking it through the trapezoid and then Pavelski. I mean, he did look back a little bit, but it almost just seemed like he had eyes in the back of his head. A beautiful feed, one of the best passes we've seen from the Stars this season to Jason Robertson, who, if you give him a look like that, he is going to score 10 out of 10 times he gets the big goal to tie the game for the stars this was pretty quick after Andre Kopitar's goal uh, his first goal in quite a while it was a big moment for the Kings but the stars found a way to respond in that moment to tie the game it would be a massive goal for the stars and something I thought generated a little bit of momentum for them but then nothing really much else got going for them offensively for the rest of the matchup but great for Jason Robertson he gets his 26th goal of the season he gets to score in his hometown. He's a Southern California kid, scoring, of course, in front of his dad because this is the dad's and mentor's trip for the Dallas Stars, but tons of other family and friends in attendance there to watch Jason Robertson, who is a product of the Los Angeles, Southern California area. Really cool, great moment for him, and you could just see it on his face how excited he was to score that goal. He's always excited to score, but I'm sure it meant a little bit more uh, scoring in a place where he grew up going to watch hockey games as a young kid, and of course, with a ton of loved ones in the crowd getting to watch it happen. And then, of course, uh, Joe Pavelski. I mean, the screen on Miro Haskinen's goal and and just the beautiful pass. I mean, he's already doing work to earn that next paycheck. His newest contract extension won't even kick in till next season, but he, he's already showing, hey, this is why I continue to sign these deals. I'm taking pay cuts. I want to be a part of this team. And not only am I going to be a part of this team, I believe so much in what this team's doing, and, and I'm going to contribute to the greater cause of this team. So Joe Pavelski, certainly not a passenger, still not at this point, still making excellent plays. Great stuff from Captain America. Great stuff from the top line as a whole, just not quite enough to get the Stars the win. And then I do think that Jake Ottinger deserves some loves, uh, love. He made some key saves in this game. I think he was asked to do quite a bit. The Kings peppering his goal throughout the entirety of the game, and especially in that third period, the Kings getting quite a bit more shots on goal, and I think he did all he could. He made some impressive saves and made some big stops and was also just put in some tough situations. That power play goal, not an easy sequence to defend. Uh, of course, that Andre Kopitar goal, a deflection, a shot from Drew Doughty from the point, those also hard to defend. And, and then, of course, uh, a turnover and just a quick play for that first goal of the game to give the Kings the lead and to break the ice in the matchup as a whole. But I'm pleased with what we got from Jay Gottinger last night. I think he did all he could and honestly kept the game a lot closer uh, than maybe it should have been. It probably should have been a little bit more 
heavily in the favor of the Kings, if we're being completely honest, but Jake Ottinger did what Jake Ottinger does, made some phenomenal plays and kept the Dallas Stars in it and gave them an opportunity to try to get away from this game with some points. And it's my hope that he's able to get some much needed and some much deserved rest in tonight's game against the Ducks. We're actually going to take one more quick break and then we'll come right back and we'll give a little bit of a preview ahead of tonight's game. The Stars closing out their back-to-back in Anaheim against John Klingberg and the Ducks. Closing out this midweek episode of Locked on Stars, getting you prepared for tonight's game. Stars playing the second of a back-to-back still in Southern California against the lowly Anaheim Ducks. A little bit of a change of pace from the opponents from last night and tonight in terms of where they stand in the conference, where they stand in the playoff race. And this is, you know, the great thing about this game. The great thing about this frustrating loss that the Stars suffered on Tuesday is the fact that they instantly get a chance to right their wrongs and get back on track. They are going to take on the Ducks, who I I was looking and doing a little bit of research for this game and for this segment. The Ducks currently in the middle of a 10-game homestand, at least the way I was looking at it on ESPN's website. I like the way that they lay out the schedule in just one column. And you throw in the Christmas break, I think two or three of the games came before Christmas and then those days off. But I believe this is game six of 10 in a row at home for the Ducks with just just bonkers. That That is crazy to me. Uh, <laughs> 10 games in a row for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, and it's been a little bit of an up and down homestand for them. They've lost their last two games, six to one to the Nashville Predators. And then most recently on Monday, a four to one loss at the hands of the Philadelphia Flyers. Also not a very good team. One of the lower teams in the Eastern Conference. I mean, what can you say about this Anaheim Ducks team? We saw them earlier this season. Not much has changed for them. If anything, they're salivating a little bit more over the idea of potentially having Connor Bedard on their roster come summertime. I mean, the Stars already beat this team 5-0 to in Dallas, a shutout win. Of course, it's a little bit different on the road, but it's not like the Stars are going into an incredibly difficult environment to play in. I just can't imagine that a Ducks home game has quite as much energy or packs quite as much of a punch as a Dallas Stars home game right now. I mean, no no disrespect to the Anaheim Ducks fans out there, but I just know that that team is not in the best place, and I know it's not very exciting to be a fan of that team right now as they're in this rebuild, certainly looking towards brighter days ahead, but I mean, you just can't say a lot about this Ducks team that gets you excited to watch them play night in and night out. They have the worst goal differential in the league at minus 70. The 31st, they rank 31st rather in the league in goals scored. They're first in the NHL in something, but that first is in goals against. They have the 29th best power play and the 30th best penalty kill. Of course, you have to take into account players like Troy Terry and Trevor Zegras, Mason McTavish, but... It's just not a very good Anaheim Ducks team. Some of those young players, some of those young budding stars can be a handful. But at the end of the day, Dallas is a much better team. And they're a team that is probably going to be coming into this game a little bit angry and a little bit upset with how things ended in Los Angeles. And if we've seen anything from this Dallas Stars team this season, they're good at stopping the bleeding and they're good at responding after tough losses. They haven't lost a ton in regulation this season. Tuesday night, only their 10th regulation loss of the 22-23 campaign. And just historically, from what we've seen from this squad, uh, up to almost the halfway point this season, 
I think they're going to come out and play incredibly hard and respond the appropriate way after a disappointing and, and, you know, frankly, upsetting loss on Tuesday night against the Los Angeles Kings. And I'm sure they're just excited uh, to get this matchup and to get this opportunity to right some of the wrongs and fix some of their mistakes and get back in the win column, get back on track, play hard, give it your all, and then you're going to get three days off. You get Thursday, Friday, and Saturday off. You don't play again until Sunday afternoon at home against the Florida Panthers. And if anything, you want to go out and you want to get this win for the dads, all the dads and mentors for the stars on this road trip. They look like they're having a good time. The videos that we've seen from them at Morning Skate talking about their kids and even just seeing the videos of them during the game celebrating in the booth after watching the guys score or make a big play, do it for the dads, guys. I, I know that it's it means a lot to have family on the road with you, and so hopefully they're able to go out and get a win for some of the biggest supporters in their life. And of course, expecting to see Scott Wedgwood in net, of course, recording this at 12.30 a.m. on Wednesday. Not a ton of insight on who is going to get the nod in net, but again, I think Jake Ottinger deserves a little bit of time off and deserves to get some rest. And we also haven't seen Scott Wedgwood in quite some time. Would be good for him to get back on the ice, shake off a little bit of the rust, and hopefully help the team pick up two big points. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we'll be recapping whatever happens in this game in Anaheim and then looking ahead towards the weekend. The Stars again getting a few days off, which is kind of weird to see them get three days off in a row after this. But I'm sure that they'll be happy to have it, especially with those days off getting to come at home and then one more home game before going out on the road for a couple more games on the East Coast. But still lots to cover this time of year in the world of Dallas Stars hockey. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube if you haven't done so already. Follow on your favorite podcasting platform and follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter. But I hope you guys have a great Wednesday and we'll see you back here tomorrow.